0: Something that I'm just thinking about. And again, I'm still wrestling with it. We're all still wrestling. Yes, we are. And I think it's very important to say that to people who are listening. Like, we have not stopped wrestling. (laughs) No. Not even close. And I don't think we ever will. You know, and there are people out there that have wrestled with it a lot more than even I have. Sure. But definitely, as we encounter the God in the Bible, you know, especially in the Old Testament, we see all of these these laws mm-hmm. you know the first thing I'm thinking about is is the Ten Commandments yes and you and I could talk a lot about the Ten Commandments we could do a whole series about the Ten Commandments because one of the first things you see in like a Lutheran catechism is the Ten Commandments yes right and sounds like a good topic for a podcast oh sure <laughs> and but I I bring it up here just because you know this is kind of one of the first things you have to kind of wrestle with it's like God kind of put some rules in place mm-hmm. and okay well the rules are, are decent rules they, they turn out to be really good they are rules that if we were to follow them would take good care of us they would protect us they would you know they would make the world a better place they, <laughs> if, if you follow the ten commandments
1: what you'll get is community ah Yes. Yeah. That's and that's great. Yeah. And that's what everyone wants. And that's what
0: everybody wants. <laughs> that's right. And everybody wants heaven on earth. That's right. So, you know, we have these these laws. Yeah. Right. And these people are not following any of these laws. They're
1: not following them at all. And that's the tension because then if we also then start to look at ourselves, we're like,
0: oops, I'm probably not following them all either. Right. Yeah. And then you have God who goes, well, you guys are, you guys are not following any of these rules. You all have completely defied me right. as God. Yeah. I I have lost the relationship with you because mm-hmm. you don't want to have anything to do with me. Yeah. It's not a God that's saying, I don't want to have anything to do with you because I don't want to have anything to do with you. It's uh, It has nothing to do with him not wanting anything to do with them. God wants to have a relationship with them. And yet they are the ones that are rejecting it. See, and that's why when we say, when we
1: even just land on that sentence, Hosea, go marry a prostitute. It, it 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 brings the categories up to which you're you're plugging into right now is that is that he's immediately wanting us to see the condition that he God is in and so so yeah a lot of people in fact I hear it quite frankly I could never believe in a god that. And then whatever, insert the blank, right? And and then invariably what they will give us is the problem of evil, right? I would never believe in a God that allows suffering. I would never believe in a God that won't cure a little girl's cancer. I would never believe in a God, I could never believe in a God that allows wars to happen when he has the power to stop them. And on the list will go. Those are just simple examples. And we all have a personal variations of those. Um, sickness, war, famine, whatever it might be, you know, uh, not having what we need when we need it. And here he goes, he's like, go marry a prostitute because of what you just said. You said it a moment ago, you said, it's not just that God has, God wants us to do, you know, that God wants a relationship with us, but he wants a relationship with us. And at the same time, we're like, no, thanks. (laughs) So he's like, Hey, you want to go with me? And we're like, nah, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm chilling here. You go do your thing. I'll do my thing. It's gonna work out great. And 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 so then that's why he selects the people of Israel and says, uh, I need I, I I you're my family, you're my bride, you're my son. He uses all of these analogies, um, metaphors, you might say. And and then and then the story unfolds. And here we're at the point of the story where he's like how many times are you going to betray me? Oh, all the time, every time forever. Okay. Well then we have to put a stop to it.
0: Yeah. And I think it it's important to to say a couple of things. One is, is that are we capable today of doing the 10 commandments perfectly as people? No, no, no. absolutely not. No. And that's just because we, live in a fallen world right and god is still in the process of restoring that world yes now i i say that just to say that not only was the issue here the the disobedience it was that these people were turning to something other than god to find the thing that really only god could truly provide them Mm -hmm. um And the word that I'm thinking of is this word, idol, Um, idolatry. And what is idolatry? And I've spent some time kind of thinking about that. What is idolatry? And really I wrote down, you know, it's when you put your life, your faith, and your reliance on something that doesn't last. Mm, And you think that that thing or that person – or that job or that political official or that book Mm -hmm. is going to solve all of your problems. Right. And we all do this. Everybody has done this. I have done this with so many things. I cannot tell you how many things I have thought would solve all my problems. And I still suffer with this even today you know, the whole joke is there's a, there's an app for that. Mm-hmm. And I always think, man, if I could just find this exercise routine that'll solve all my health problems. And if I could just, you know, find the the pastor that will solve all my problems, sure. or if I can just, you know, this, this new phone that I just got, it is going to solve all my problems yeah. or I don't like this job, so I'm going to find another job. But I'm not saying you shouldn't find another job. Right. If you, you know, but it's when we put our, our total life reliance on that thing to satisfy us. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't. Yeah. And it's, you know, not only does it not satisfy us, but it's not sustainable. And, you know, for me in my own personal life, some of the things that I've had addictions to and stuff like that, it's actually just looking to escape life Yeah, it's instead like medication. of actually living life. Oh, that's really well said. And God wants us to live life like his intention for us is a full life. You even see that in, in John ten ten. Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it to the full. To the full. turn to these things that are not going to give us that life yeah. that are not life to the full mm-hmm. and I say all of that just to say we talk about repentance mm. and repentance people are always like well repentance means turning away from your sin and I'm like I don't think repentance is necessarily turning away from your sin I think repentance is realizing that there are things in our lives that truly are not sustainable and maybe haven't been sustainable for a really long time. And we're starving. Mm -hmm. We're, 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 we're thirsty. We need water and we've been looking for the food and the water in whatever, whether it's, you know, pornography, whether it's your career, whether it's your bank account, whether it's an exercise app. Again, I'm not, you know, there are some of that, some of that stuff is healthy, you know, oh, yeah, exercise, right. fitness, those types of things. Sure. But when you make that thing your God, yeah. For you know, the god, you know, and some of us we even make ourselves sure we God. Do. Sure. You know, absolutely and so, I'm gonna call the shots. And so it's one of those things where it's like, well, and that's where we wrestle. We continue to wrestle because it's like, well, why did God make all of these rules? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's be clear here. There, yes, God did make rules. He did. And they're very important. And Are we able to keep the rules?
1: Not to the best of our ability. <laughs> right. Right. So, so see, but you're, 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 you're hitting a very key nerve there. And that is, we always go to the fact that we can't keep them. And that reality then becomes this sort of pivot point. Okay. So it's right here in Hosea where God says, I want you to marry a prostitute. So by definition, that is violating the commandment. This says, do not commit adultery because, you know, he's, you know, one of them at least is an adulterer. And so, or, or you know, at the very least, there's other commands that say don't marry a prostitute, literally in 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 the law. So whatever it might be, the, the the thing then is is so then, but now God wants him to marry a prostitute. Which is it, God? Figure it out, right? But see, the real the reality is it's it's not our ability to to obey, it's our ability to to trust. Ooh. And there is such an important distinction between those two things. Because God didn't he didn't want a bunch of people who would obey. He wanted a bunch of people who would trust. Yes. And and the problem always is when people in their effort to earn God's favor try to obey him, what they end up doing
0: is hating him. And see, I, you know, this is the point where You know, certainly I have a defense to an extent for the word religion. Sure. But this is definitely where you start to see in kind of our modern context where people would say something like, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Right. What they're trying to say there, and again, we could dive into that at some point about religion and Mm -hmm. what's good about it and maybe what's not so good about it but because it just depends on how you how you're defining it and which category it kind of lands in. but i would just say like in this particular instance when people say it's not about a religion it's about a relationship they're typically saying that it's not the it's not that our connection with God is on this basis of our ability to keep rules. Mm-hmm. And that was never really the intention in the first place. Mm-hmm. It was never the intention in the first place. Now, I mean, we could go back to Adam and Eve and go, "Well, why in the world did God even put the tree in the garden?"
1: Yes, this is a very good question.
0: Isn't it amazing how you talk you're talking about the book of Hosea and again, we're now we're we have literally started touching everywhere yeah. because right the in the old testament we have this maximum amount of tension that is truly created yes and you know that's kind of where jesus steps in absolutely and he says well i'm not here to abolish the law i'm here to fulfill the law Yes. yes right and then you have jesus and and us and it's like okay well that's why Jesus is here. Jesus is here because he is. This is part of the restoration process. It is. That's exactly right. But since I'm at the question, I mean, you know, why? Why would God have put the tree in the in the garden in the first place? Yes. Because you know, we see early on this relationship with Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. And it's a relationship. God is is communing with them. It's a, you know, he is really giving them the freedom to kind of do whatever they want, minus this one thing. Yeah. And of course, after they give in to it, you know, Adam and Eve eat the fruit of the tree. They do. Then there's, then immediately... Shame is in there. It is. They're naked and they're afraid and they're covering themselves up and they're hiding. They're hiding from God. They are. They are. And that's the beginning of that relationship. So.
1: Well, and I want to jump in there because that's a key, that's a key moment in the story. And the reason I want to jump in is because you hit on something there. Um, it, it's this relationship, right? And so many people will latch on to the fact that God said, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they leave out an extra thing that he said. So it's interesting that when the devil comes, um, he says, did God really say to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And then Eve's like, yes, he did. He did say that. And then of course she kind of misquotes coming back, but here's the point is he said, and I'm going to quote this. This is from Genesis chapter two, verses 16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man. So it's a command saying you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. See, so a lot of people get locked onto obedience. God, didn't want, God put the tree in the garden so that we wouldn't eat it. Well, yeah, but why didn't he want you to eat it? Because he, was he just trying to see if you would obey him? And, and they'll say, well, Adam and Eve didn't obey him. And they're right, they, they didn't. But the ultimate question is, did they trust him? Mm. Did they believe that what he said was true? And, and of course, the deceiver comes and he says did he really say and then he's like well yeah he did he did say and then what does this what does the serpent say back um he goes you will not surely die see that that's the second lie they did first did he say it yeah he said it well but you won't actually die if you eat it you'll actually become like god And that is the ultimate issue. And so that's what we're always grappling with. You and I are sitting here today. You mentioned all those possible idols and what the ultimate issue is, not whether we log on to a pornographic website or eat too much pepperoni pizza, which is always kind of my go to, you know, statement of of my problem, because I do. I struggle with overeating. I struggle with trying to be filled by that. Right. And it only empties me. But whatever it might be, then what happens is, is that we, we're believing the lie. You won't surely die. If you do that, you won't surely die when in reality, what we need to listen to is God. And he says, actually you will die. But now of course, Jesus has come and says, um, if you, who are weary come to me and I will give
0: you rest. And that's, that's what we, that's what we need Sure, and then you have Paul in Ephesians and Romans yeah. who's basically saying that we are truly as good as dead. Yeah, 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 because we, we are dead. we are we are born into this. Correct. And and as soon as we start our sinning, it's just proof that we were born into this. Yes. And we're dead. Yes. You know, there is we can there's nothing that we can that we can do to un deadify ourselves that's right a, a corpse <laughs> a corpse cannot crawl off of the slab yeah. right it's, we're not dying we're not we're not in a hospital that we might possibly get resuscitated <laughs> exactly we're dead
1: yeah buried in the ground dead in the coffin whatever you want to, whatever example you want to give you're 100 right and it is while we were dead that's when god acted that's when christ died for us exactly right
0: you know i'm i'm sort of a a shameless plug i guess is you know that you did a a sermon series uh, last year on page 1 of yes, the bible yes and so i would encourage anybody who's listening to this to maybe go back and listen to some of that because that is just that much more you know when we talk about the Bible, it's wow. amazing how we and I've we've already done this a few, in a few episodes of our podcast. We always end up going back to the story of Adam and Eve. We it's, do. It's amazing how often we go back to that story because, again, the whole when we read the Bible, we are truly trying to grasp this idea of who is God. Yes, and who is He to us. Yeah. What do I think of him? Can I trust him? And it's it's amazing. And you will hear a lot of people, you know, God is re- God is referenced as a father. Sure? Right. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Right. And you know, we it you have to mention this that people who have had really bad experiences with their actual real biological earthly father, yeah, when they hear that phrase, that God is a father, they are now basing their view off from God off Mm. of their personal experience. Yes. Or they may base their, their view of God based off from how a culture defines what a father is. Correct. But ultimately we want to kind of look here at scripture Mm and see what God is. And I think that people would be kind of shocked because, you know, we always talk about how God is this loving father. Mm. And yet you see here, God is, he is angry. He is furious Mm. with these people. And it's very important to, to say that just because somebody's angry with you doesn't mean they don't love you. Very true very true and I think that's a, you know when you look at this situation in Hosea you see a God who really wants to bless his people he really wants to have a relationship with them he wants them to be satisfied yes. in him he wants them to have something that is sustainable he wants them to as you said trust him mm. and you know I mean ultimately I hate to say this, but truly, I don't think any of us are really good at the trusting part,
1: right? (laughs) No, no. That's why it's so wonderful that even that is a gift from God. For it is by grace you have been saved. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. It is by grace you've been saved through faith, which is a cousin, maybe maybe even a synonym of trust. And um, this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God so that no one will boast. For we are God's workmanship created in advance by him to do good works. So it's always, even before we can believe, he has to give us the ability to trust him. Only by his spirit can we do that. And that's one of the great mysteries of the Bible that unfolds. And that tension that we see in Hosea is once again, going to confront us with that reality. And, And that's why there's so many Almost, it almost seems repetitive some parts of the Old Testament, because you're like, didn't we read this over, you know, in Amos and in Obadiah and in, you know, Habakkuk? And, and yep, we did. We read this same theme, you know, it's in Jeremiah, it's in Lamentations. Um, why does he keep coming back to it? And then I would ask you to just consider your last 20 days of your life and see if that theme is prevalent there too. Right. <laughs>